Today's episode is brought to you by Primally Pure. Primally Pure offers truly safe, all organically sourced skincare products that deliver results. Their deodorant and beard oil have been a game changer for me. Their deodorant is the first all-natural deodorant that I've used that doesn't cause me to break out or smell like a funky blend of herbs and spices. It does its job, and it's healthy for my body. Primally Pure is the first skincare company that I implicitly trust to protect and improve the health of my skin. I highly recommend that you give it a try. If you use the code BLUEPRINT in all caps found in the show notes, you get a 10% discount on your next order. So check them out at PrimallyPure.com. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Quorum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today's episode is a continuation of a series I'm doing on building an effective exercise program that yields predictable and sustainable results. The information I'm providing you is based on almost two decades of research and experience in the field of human performance. Today, I'm going to be discussing anaerobic lactic conditioning and how you can use this methodology to improve cardiovascular health, especially when you're short on time. Before we get started, as a reminder, whenever you are considering making changes to your exercise or general wellness program, please consult your doctor first. Now, let's dig in. This is the third episode about energy system development that I've done. If you missed the first two, episodes 119 and 126, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to those as I provide you a quick but detailed overview on the three bioenergy systems. And in episode 126, I cover the science and methodologies for developing a strong aerobic system. These episodes are only about 15 minutes long, so it won't take you long to get caught up. As a reminder, there are three energy systems in the body that work in concert to create energy in the form of ATP, or adenosine triphosphate. And adenosine triphosphate fuels your body cells to perform both cognitive and physical work. The primary factors that determine which energy system is utilized the most during a bout of exercise or work is duration and intensity. Now, there are two broad energy system categories, aerobic and anaerobic. The aerobic energy system utilizes oxygen to generate ATP, and the anaerobic energy system creates ATP without utilizing oxygen. Now, there are two subcategories for anaerobic metabolism, lactic and alactic, or the phosphocreatin system. The anaerobic phosphocreatin system generates a lot of ATP quickly and is predominantly used for short-duration power speed activities. However, this system taps out really fast. The lactic energy system, however, can generate large amounts of ATP, but after several minutes, its capacity diminishes. And this is the focus for today's podcast. Lactate has gotten a bad rap for years. It's been viewed as a metabolic waste product, a dead-end metabolite, and even an agent of fatigue. But according to legendary physiologist George Brooks, in contemporary physiology, lactate is seen as an intermediate that has a wide-ranging impact on energy substrate utilization, cell signaling, and adaptation in general. And in a fantastic new paper he wrote along with other colleagues at his lab at UC Berkeley called Lactate in Contemporary Biology, a Phoenix Risen, Brooks describes lactate as the fulcrum of metabolic integration. He also expounds on the role of lactate and how it plays an important role in insulin secretion, learning and memory, wound healing, and even in the treatment of traumatic brain injuries. Although that's out of the scope of this discussion, I included a link to this article in the show notes if you want to take a deep dive into the function of lactate. 
Here's something very important that I want you to understand. Repeated lactate exposure from exercise results in adaptive processes such as mitochondrial biogenesis, which means you get more mitochondria in your muscle cells, which enables you to generate more ATP and burn more fat at rest. You also have improved mitochondrial respiration, which means your mitochondria are more efficient at converting substrates to ATP. In addition, you get wonderful cardiovascular benefits from training this way, including increased cardiac output, improved aerobic capacity of your muscles, and an increased lifespan. Research demonstrates that just 15 minutes of daily high-intensity exercise can reduce all-cause mortality by 25%. That means you have a 25% reduction in dying. In addition, 15 minutes of daily high-intensity exercise is equivalent to 60 minutes of daily moderate-intensity exercise. So if you're short on time, this is an excellent method for improving your health. That is absolutely astounding if you think about it. But here's the catch. These high-intensity intervals need to be all out intervals, and you have to push your body's maximal capacity to reap the benefits. In the scientific literature, anaerobic lactic intervals, like we're discussing today, are not considered, quote, high-intensity interval training or HIT, but rather sprint interval training or SIT. So that's what I'm going to call it today. Here's an example of how implementing a SIT protocol can improve your health outcomes. In one study, subjects performed 30 seconds of all-out cycling efforts against a supramaximal workload followed by approximately four minutes of recovery. Not a maximal workload, but a supramaximal workload. That means it's like incredibly hard. This was repeated four to six times for a total of two to three minutes of intense training for a session that lasted only 20 minutes long. After just six sessions like this, totaling 15 minutes of all-out work over two weeks, researchers found significant improvements in the aerobic capacity of the muscles of these subjects. Similar studies with low-volume sit training that is maximal in nature found that just after a few weeks, there were changes in resting muscle glycogen content, which means the muscles had more stored forms of energy. Also, there was a reduced rate of glycogen utilization, which means the muscles were more efficient at producing large outputs. In addition, interval training that relies predominantly on anaerobic lactic systems improves whole body and skeletal muscle fat oxidation, or your fat burning capability is improved. And long-term HIIT training increases cardiorespiratory fitness by increasing maximal stroke volume and cardiac output, which means your heart can pump more blood per beat. It becomes more efficient. Again, I can't emphasize this enough. The key to this type of training is the efforts need to be maximal or near maximal or even super maximal, meaning you have to go all out and get close to or exceed your maximal heart rate. That means you have to put in the work. This type of training is exhaustive and really takes a lot of cognitive like gumption to get going and, and get this done. And I want to mention one more study before I get into the methodologies or how you can implement this in your training. Another study by Holloway and colleagues found that just after six weeks of sit training, their protocol was five one-minute cycling bouts of approximately 90% of VO2 max, which is the maximal rate at which your body can consume and use oxygen, with just two minutes rest between intervals, yielded significant improvements in VO2 max, which is the ultimate indicator of cardiorespiratory fitness, and an 8% reduction in systolic blood pressure. So by now, you should be convinced that this type of training is beneficial. So let's talk about how to incorporate it in your exercise plan. First, I wouldn't attempt this type of training if you have any type of 
of heart condition, or if you haven't been engaged in a consistent exercise program for at least three to five months. The protocols can vary widely. You could perform 30-second all-out efforts with two to three minutes rest between each one of these efforts, and the the ratios can change. It can be one-to-one, one-to-four, but the key thing is maximal effort. The classic Wingate protocols are 30-second all-out efforts with two to four minutes rest between these efforts repeated four to six times. A simple rule of thumb is that you need to hit your max heart rate. An easy way to approximate this is to subtract your age from 220. So for me, I'm 41. So my estimated heart rate would be like 179. So here's my suggestion. Warm up really good. And I mean, break a really good sweat. Maybe this is 10 minutes of gradually increasing the intensity of whatever you're doing. So if you're going to do this jogging or cycling or rowing, then do a few warm up intervals after that. Gradually increase your heart rate for 10 minutes, a few warm up intervals for maybe 30 to 45 seconds with a one to one to one to four ratio and then shoot for an all-out effort of 45 seconds to two minutes so that you can hit your maximum heart rate. It's going to take time to get your heart up, so you want to make sure the duration of the interval is long enough to get there. Also, choose an exercise modality that you continuously engage in. So for instance, don't just go try doing this running if you haven't been running for a very long time because you're going to get yourself hurt. Cycling is probably a really safe effort because it has a very minimal eccentric loading. It's very concentric, a lot of pushing. And so it's, that's probably one of the safer ways to do this. If you're new to this, it may be that you just follow the protocol I just gave you and do one maximal effort. So 10 minute warm up, a few warm up intervals, and then hit one maximal effort where you get your heart rate up to max heart rate. If you've been doing this for a while, you may perform three to four of these maximal efforts and then cool down for five to 10 minutes. So make sure you have a really good warm up and a really good cool down where you gradually bring your heart rate down. For most folks that are exercising regularly, I think you should try to do this weekly. At least one session per week, you should push yourself to maximal exertion and try to hit your max heart rate or exceed it because there are a host of cardiovascular adaptations that you'll be able to take advantage of with this type of training. So let's recap. Interval training that is primarily anaerobic in nature and pushes the capacity of the lactic energy system is called sprint interval training. The key is that you need to hit or exceed your maximal heart rate in order to reap the benefits of this type of training. Your intervals can be anywhere from 30 seconds up to a few minutes, but the effort must be all out. And you should slowly accumulate the total number of reps as you improve your cardiovascular fitness. I hope you found today's podcast to be informative and useful for your health journey. If you did, would you please leave us a review and a comment on the Apple Podcast app as this will help us grow the show. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.